You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're at round 20 teams, I'm your host TK, now we've got no Corby or Pat, now Andy's a little bit sick, I've had no sleep so we're struggling today so bear with us a little bit, but Andy, sorry to hear you're feeling a little bit unwell, but thanks for backing up, especially without Corbs and Patty here mate. Nah, I thought I had to keep the team strong without those two sort of missing, so nah, it's been good, it was a good little week uh, for me. Um, Bit of uh, extra bit of competition for the Corby versus me narrative. Mate. You know, we actually scored the exact same score this week. Still only, what, three <laughs> points between so you still two? Still only three points behind. Yeah. I made no trades either, so I think, unfortunately, he might have brought in Ponga, <laughs> which definitely hurts him. But um, So he's got one trade down on, on that. But, nah, excited. Excited for the, the rest of the season. These trades coming up is... Of course, you're excited know. because you had no trades. You had no trades left, mate. <laughs> yeah, was, I forgot we were even playing fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, so Corby's in Coffs Harbour. He's coaching. Mate, he misses more games than Caitlin Pong that bloke. And then we've got Paddy. Paddy's alive. He's actually just messaged us from his, from his plane seat, pretty much. I don't even know you could do that. <laughs> his, first, his first response we haven't heard from him was, is Ponga named? <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute a n- goose. A night spin at heart. But ladies and gentlemen, one of our impressive new recruits from this year. We're going to bring him into debut on the week that he gets married. This is your wedding present, Jakey. Welcome to Tuesday Teams, man. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. I'm ticking off my uh, bingo box uh, getting <laughs> on the, the third show. The three out of four so far, so i got, got one more to go after this. So. You're, you're like a utility, mate. We just, you just, who's a, who's a utility he can be, Andy? He's like, I wouldn't Mitchell say. Mitchell I reckon. Mitchell Orbison. He, he could be like the uh, the Nicholas Hines from for Storm. Yeah, he's done he it. Come in, he just filled in every position. So well, next year, he could be the, the gun half. Of course, better watch yourself. <laughs> he could just replace you. But, Jakey, a huge TLT man, so you're going to take that over with Patty away. But give me some news. The news, we'll jump straight into it. Uh, so starting off with that Seagulls-Roosters game, um, obviously a lot of talk in the media about this one, um, but we got the eight of those guys out. Uh, so that includes Burbo, Tui Plotto, Olaquatu, Saab, Aloyer, Schuster, Sipley and Kula all out, replaced by Smalley, Davey, Gerbo, Seguiaro, DeLuis, Croker, Boyle and Seki. Um, for the Roosters, Manu returns at centre, which will be interesting for some coaches. And Collins also returns at prop, prop pushing Hutchinson back to the bench. Uh, Hutchinson back to the bench and Lodge back to the bench as well. For that Warriors Storm game, Karen returns to the second row for Murchie. Uh, we also see uh, Walsh return to the starting side with CHD moving to 5-8 and RC dropping out. Uh, pretty much unchanged for the Storm as well, except Jordan Grant comes onto the bench for Eisenhuth. Um, in that Eels-Panthers game, uh, Bryce Cartwright replaces Arthur on the bench. Bit of good news there for money owners. Um, and for Penrith, Sean O'Sullivan is in for Luai with that knee injury. So um, also see Stephen Crichton, uh, probably just out for the one week uh, for Rob Jennings there as well. Um, and also probably not very relevant, but Staines onto the bench for Kenny. 
Um, in that Titans and Raiders game, we see Kelly come back and, uh, into the outside backs for Thompson. Eric, Aaron Clark starting at lock, which is a very interesting option there, um, pushing Tino to prop and Liu back to the bench. Raiders are unchanged. Sharks, um, they are unchanged as well in that uh, against the Rabbitohs, who only change there is Nichols is replaced by Daniel Saluka Fafita. In Broncos Tigers, we have Mariner and Hoyta coming in uh, to replacing the backs for Lee and Pereira. And Walters pushes Turpin out of the team. For the Tigers, um, Safer starts for Garner, which has been annoying for those coaches who picked up at Garner as a center little pod there. Um, DS joins the bench. That Knights and Bulldogs game, we got Ponga looking to be out for the rest of the season with Hoy jumping in at fullback there. A um, bit of shenanigans going on here as well. So Barnett's starting at second row with Brody Jones starting at lock, which he seems pretty interesting. Um, not sure how this is going to play out, though, as we've got Kurt Mann still lurking in the reserves. Expect him maybe to get a call up there. Um, Avrilo also returns at fullback uh, for Casey for the Bulldogs. And Jackson Tapine also gets a start with the, uh, RFM being injured for one week. Um, Dragons Cowboys up last with MBI starting at fullback for Ramsey. Um, this pushes the deck chairs around a little bit with Jack Berg going back to centre, Sims to lock, um, and Sloan and Woods joining the bench. And for the Cowboys, uh, Tanoa Brown starts a prop, pushing Lailua back to the bench. Um, and also keep an eye out for Ruben Cotter on the bench there uh, in their extended uh, reserves. He might be a late inclusion as well. Nice. And that's our TRT. Beautiful work, Jakey. I have, I have got a question for Jake. I've, I've heard it all day. Everyone's probably been hearing it, but I've heard it from a lot of Tigers fans. What do you think the, the result should have been on the, week, on the weekend there, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, there's no way in the world that should have been a penalty. Every day of the week, that's it should have just been uh, time called. Um, I'm not sure about I guess they could have – it is the end of the game, though. So they are in there. I think they're – because the end of the game is a, a decision, right? So they can challenge that, but it should not have been a penalty in my, in my books. But – Tell you what, Dewey talked about two and a half minutes of lineup for goals, so <laughs> yeah. made a bit of karma there for. Uh, <laughs> but not only, so long. not only is he missed to fix it, he's missed the honest as well. This guy's he can do it all. He can do it all. <laughs> Pretty well, easy to say when you're sitting in seconds. So, <laughs> all right, boys. TLT news brought to you by Rugby League merch. Get your talking league stubby holders. All the tees replicated on the beers. Cold. Get them individually or as a four pack. Perfect watching the footy with the crew or end of season awards. All the details are on the episode notes or head to Rugby League. Merch.com. Use code Talking League for 10% off, and 50% of the proceeds from Talking League is donated to Rugby League Foundation. But, boys, let's talk trades straight up. Now, I'm logged in and saying there are now four extra trades available to you. Use them wisely. Let's be honest. We're not using these wisely. <laughs> Andy, are you going to bring it this way? Are you, are you just going to. What's the good word for it? Are you going to send it? Are you going to send it? I don't know if I'll send it. That could change since uh, Thursday. Are you not hearing that? No. Oh, I just played a great music for you. Oh. No, I just yeah. wanted to. You, I should have gave you a bit of a a warning. I wanted, I wanted you to say I'm going to send it. Say you, you're oh. going to send it. <laughs> Is it a hooligan hefts? Yeah. <laughs> it was. I, I can't really hear it on this side. Okay. Well, I'm playing but it for look, you. I'm enjoying it already. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right, this just, week, man? Well, just got the three. I've got uh, Paps, go on. Cooler, go on. And Marnie, 
potentially gone. Yeah. And I'm bringing in Mumbai, Damian Cook, and my little pod potential in Nick Meaney. Oh, you are sending it, man. So talk to me about Meaney. What are you seeing there? Look, I just I'm going I'm falling into this storm narrative. I I just think, you know, he's kicking from now on. Perhaps he's gone. So I think Munster will actually send it. Yeah, it's. I think it might be the theme of the mm. night, I think. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then Meany's just going to come on the back of that and, and play that pup sort of role. And he's done it before. Like, he scored he scored 50-plus in his last two games. Um, he's kicking. So, I think with – even though the Warriors are playing in Mount Smart, it's it's the Warriors, and I think Storm will come home. I think Bellamy will, will try and get the, the dressing room back, and the, the, the Storm will put a plethora of points on the Warriors. Nice. I like that word. Jakey, what's on your mind for trades-wise, man? Yeah, I was hoping to hold all my four trades this week, but that news with RMM, RFM sort of hurts me a little bit. So I think I'm going to try to upgrade him. Um, probably not me, too many options in that r- price range, though. So I think Nat Butch is probably my best of the options. So maybe just the one trade there and hold the other three for injuries. Nice. Pretty that, simple for me. I like it. I was looking at Cookie, but just this RFM news as well. I don't like really holding injured players, especially when we lose Collar as well. So I'm thinking Frizzell to Haas. Call it an M by to cash down and then RFM to Cam Murray because it's just 100 grand more, a little bit cheaper. Unfortunately, that means I've got to keep Reed Marnie, but who knows? Penrith look a little bit with those two players out. Para love playing him for some reason. Who knows when they could have a little bit of a bounce back factor playing at home this week. But boys, let's talk luxury trades or staying patient through this run. How many trades to make? Because Jake, we'll start with you because you were actually going to hold and apart from till RFM was going to get you know, named into this team, you would have held all together. What's your strategy kind of moving forward? Should people send it like we we are trying to explain? (laughs) Or should they get a little bit patient because there might be more injuries, more COVID kind of in around the corner? Well, in the past, I've sort of tried to have about five trades left for injuries on the run home, usually from around that round 19 mark onwards. But the issue is, I guess it's a little bit different now, being back to 25 rounds for the last few years and also it being round 20 now. So, Scale that back probably around that three mark is probably where I'd like to sit for, for injury cover. Yep. Um, but this can change, though. If, if you're a team that has really good team value, say your 18th man is someone you could, you'd really you know, wouldn't mind playing in your 17, you may want to take a risk on, and use those extra you know, two or three trades and just run with the one trade if, if you're really confident in, de- in the depth of your squad. Yeah, I've pretty much got to the 17 that I want, and then I'm thinking one of either Dwayne or my biggest Sifa Talakai coming in once they kind of pass this next game. So I've got Ezra Mam as my first emergency, so I can easily move him. I've got about 67K in the bank. But, Eddie, your thoughts, luxury trades versus staying patient? Look, I like, I'm all for sending it and going big dick energy, but I think I'm going to have to try and just make the two trades today, and I'm just going to keep the two. For the rest of the season, I think well, perhaps has to go. Like you said, you can't have that much money in the bench. So I might have actually changed because I have got RFM as well. So it might be a, a perhaps an RFM and then keep the two trades down the track for them and parachute the bet again. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I've still got Moses and Brown on the bench, so which they're doing nothing for me. I think sending it in terms of four trades might be a little bit drastic. I think you've got to leave at least one or two up your sleeve for sure because there's there's going to be some shit that happens over the next few weeks for sure. Hundred percent, and then. Play at teams like Penrith will probably start resting a few players as well. But Andy, I want to share with you some. We had some cracker narratives, and I'll just share one with you because it pretty much just involves you and Glenn Pickles. He's he's sent in some really good. I'll because he's done two actually. I'll keep the rest for later in the show. But this one's for you, Andy. So round twenty sub narrative. 
Andy flexes his big dick energy and uses all four trades that he's been waiting on all this week. Then TK announces be- big dick energy trucker cap merchandise. <laughs> I like that one. Glenn's had a, he's done some good ones this week. So the next one, he's got <clears throat> Kevin Proctor vaping his way into a short-term storm contract, scores a double in 50 points, if not vapes out for Proctor. <laughs> Jeez, Pickles, get on the, Wait, get on the narrative that, bandwagon. That's man. nearly good enough to be like the full-time narrative writer for Talking League. <laughs> I don't mind that. Look, uh, I don't uh, – as much as I'd love to do just four-bang trades straight away, I, I just – yeah, I've seen Tudor being depressed in the past couple of seasons having no trades and, and injuries happening, so I can't do it. I can't do it, unfortunately, Pickles. Hmm. All right, gents, let's move on to a few burning questions. Now – and let's start with the Tigers, because Jackson Hastings, he scored relatively well over the last couple of weeks. Adam Dewey was probably a little less impressive last week, but considering kind of the stats that he didn't score, still a little bit in our minds, but did you give much thought to either of these guys over the weekend? Uh, look, we did mention with Hastings a couple of weeks ago, picking him up would be a bit of a, a risk, but he's sort of, he's hit 80 minutes at lock both games and looked pretty good. So like... I look, there's rumours of this. Who was it? Um, Tim Sheen saying he's their lock for the foreseeable future, and the fact that they almost play like beat the Cowboys. Sorry, should have <coughs> cough shake. <laughs> <laughs> should have beat the Cowboys. It just goes to show that maybe it's working, and I feel like they might stick with this sort of um, minutes with Hastings on, on at 80 minutes. So, yeah, 50 and uh, was it a couple of the 60 before that? So it's looking good, but. I don't know. I still can't find myself to pick him. Yeah. With, with, it's just with, underwhelming, doesn't it? It just feels that if you're picking him, he's going to eventually get a mid-tag and you're probably going to pass up on a Cameron Murray or Payne Haas or you lose trades. It just seems that it's just experiment. Like, I get it. They're trying to play their own style, right? But I just don't know if I want him in my final 17. I just think it will just look ugly there. So I'm just going to pass on him as well. Yeah, well, he went well at the start of the season and then decided to drop off a bit towards, you know, after the whole sort of position change helped. So it might be the same sort of thing and it's too much of a risk. Yeah, there's, five, there's the actually season. 5% of the top 100 actually owning him going into the last round. So I just feel that there's more upside in plenty more mids and halves to actually consider actually bringing him in. Especially around that price too. Yeah. And the other guy, Adam Dewey, he's coming off an 83 and a 34. His kick meters dried up. Jakey had some good observations on Sunday. And he brought up the fact that he missed five tackles, had zero ta- – sorry, yeah, five misses, missed tackles, zero tackle breaks, which was a little bit unusual for Adam Dewey. I'd still I'd still pick Dewey over Hastings, you know. Like, I still think he's got massive upside. He's got potential to get a higher ceiling. So, yeah, those those missed tackles and, like I said, the um, errors take off his 34, which could be easily be a 50. And we all, we all know Dewey, he scored 83 the week before. You know, like, and he's done it there in the past. So he's actually, for me, he's more of a, a calculated risk um, pick between those two because you know he's just going to get those kick meters and then eventually tackle breaks and tries eventually. So yeah. I think he's probably the better pick. It's interesting. Benji was on kind of with his exit interview on Monday night. I'm not sure if any of you, you boys checked that out, but he was talking already about Luke Brooks being his seven moving forward. So I reckon that he's going to lose a lot of kick meters coming. If Benji's got anything to say, like kind of do with the team right now, I can think that Adam Dewey might not be doing as many much kick meters as maybe we think that he might be doing. And I think the thing with Adam Dewey, 
and the whole Tigers team, it's going to be very hard to bounce back after that deflation from Sunday. That's why I don't want to jump on him this week. But if he does score well, it shows probably the true character of the team and himself as well. But they've got the Knights next week. I wouldn't mind lining it up if he is in a little bit of form because then that might be a game where he sends it. And their run to finish is the Broncos, Newcastle, Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Canberra. So three out of the six games, they do have the opportunity to have an opportunity, I think, to win some games. I think they'll get spanked by Cronulla and Roosters. Well, I like how Benji's come in and changed it up and decided to change it up and put Brooks as their halfback. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it, he rates him so hard. Eh? He rates him so hard. But, Jakey, let's move on to Payne Haas because we briefly spoke about him on Sunday, but he had a monster of a game last week. For me, at 702K, he's just a steal. What's your thoughts? Yeah, man, he's in that sort of elite territory of your mids. So I had a look, just a look at his stats. He's, when he, in games over 50 minutes this season, when he's not getting rested, he's averaging 62, which that that's huge. And he'd, at his price as well, just around that 700K mark, I, I don't think there's much better value. Like He's the same price as Carrigan, and he's by this season, he's averaging four or five more points than him when playing that, that same role. So I, I didn't actually get to watch that Friday night game. How did his shoulder pull up? Yeah, he looked fine. He looked fresh, mm. and he got 65 minutes in too. He, he looked yeah. like he could have played the whole 80. And I, I love his PPM, Jakey, like in yeah. terms of points per minute. He's, he's just he's second to none, man. That's the thing. Even close to the finals, even if, Bronco, say, Broncos finish top four, and he may get a little slight bit of a rest. Even if he drops back down to 50 minutes, his PPM can still hit a 50 in that last round of the year. So he's definitely one of the best options for mids this week, I reckon. Yeah, lock him in. Andy, I want to turn to some halves now, man. Two on my mind is one I brought up on Sunday, Adam Reynolds, and the other one I think going under the radar, Jamal Fogarty. Why don't we start with Fogarty? Because the Raiders, they have a pretty good draw. Now, they've got the Titans. They've got a tough game against Penrith, but then a really nice draw. Dragons, Newcastle, Manly, and Tigers. They could be a smoky for the eight, but have you had a little look there at Jamal Fogarty? Yeah, a little look. And I, do you know why I like him? 0.72% ownership. Yeah. So like, that is crazy <laughs> low. That is, if you're looking for pods, that's massive pods. But with Fogs, is, we know he's done it before, but he's done it with a, with the underplaying Titans team last year, you know, where he sort of, uh, he, he made them the, top, the team that they were. They, they just made him, just cracked into the eight last year. They tried to. So with him with a actually steamrolling team, the Raiders, is it no coincidence that the Raiders have been playing well lately and Fogarty's coming back into form? So I think they can build on that and Fog can actually come on a good run t- towards the end of the season. What's he at? It's 652K, mate. Like, it's pretty good. Like, this one of those things that it might seem sideways, but given the draw, and like you said, all the kicking, the goal kicking, his last five year average is 55. Like, I'm not telling you to buy him, but if you want to, let's use that word, send it, and think about a pod play that might pull off for you, I don't mind Jamal Fogarty here any. Yeah, true. Well, with the other hand, with Reynolds, like, if you had... If you had to flip a coin, I'm thinking Reynolds is probably a better buy. Well, he's the high percentage player, right? Yeah, well, he's, what's he? 6.3% ownership and 2.6% in the top 1,000. So it's not really that much owned in the top 1,000. So he's still got potential, but he's dropped from being 803K at the uh, mid-season. Mm. So he was actually killing it early season. Then don't don't forget, guys, he's, he versus power again. So that could be, a, <laughs> could, be a stellar, could be a stellar score. But I think now the cheapest you'll see him is 695K, which I think is a steal. It's only 50K more than, um, than Fogs. But look, you couldn't go either wrong with these two. Uh, but 
maybe if you can only afford fogs, you can't really, you're not going to go wrong. But if you can get the extra 50K, you can probably get a bit of more points from, from Reynolds. Mate, mate, Renault's got, so Brisbane, sorry, as a whole, they've got Tigers, Roosters, Newcastle, Melbourne, Parrot, and the Dragons. Now, he's got downside with his injury concerns, but he's coming off a season high of 83. He's scored 70-plus in four games this year, including three of his last seven. Now, top 5,000, as you mentioned, really well under-owned, 3% only. I really love his base, averaging 490 kick metres, 3.5 goals. So you've got some crafty points coming from there as well. Mate, he's in season, well, career-best form in terms of setting up tries. 1.1 try assists at the moment, averaging per game. At South over the last three years, he averaged 0.3 last year, 0.3 2002, and only a half a try assist in 2021. So, sorry, two, sorry, 2019. Mate, this guy has changed the way he plays. He's so important. Probably the buy of the year. And I reckon if you're looking again for another pod play that no one's really onto at the moment, you want to switch out of some of the Parramatta players, I reckon go straight into Adam Reynolds. Yeah, if only we had seven trades. Oh, if um, only, yeah. boys. <laughs> boys, let's talk a couple of bunnies, a couple of bunny guns. Now, Jakey, Cameron Murray, Damian Cook. A lot of people have to choose, especially me, so I'm looking after some advice from you here tonight, man. <laughs> Cam Murray at 820K, Cookie at 928K. Averaging very similar, but, but give me some advice. Who would you go? Well, just looking at their averages, right, uh, you'd probably, if money wasn't an issue, you'd obviously take Cook over Ken Murray, 67 versus 64 average. However, the 100K difference is that, I guess, the, the changing mark. So if you can use that 100K somewhere else in your squad to boost a, boost, you know, uh, your second trade for the week, uh, you you probably go Ken Murray. There's, there really is no wrong option, but I think it's just look at your squad. Do you need hooker cover? Get Cook. Do you need mid cover? Get Murray. If you need that 100K, get Murray. So sitting on the fence a bit, but if you if I had to choose one, definitely Cook. Now, Andy, the thing that really just threw me to Murray was this bench that Souths have named with Nikarima, Mowali, Havili, and Tom Burgess, and they've got Saluka Fafita starting for Nico this week as well. So it's kind of swayed me because of that 100K difference and the fact that Cook only averages three more this year. So I think we might see a bit of a big minute Cam Murray to finish the season, which probably only add to the points that he might consume, man. Three more over the whole season, but if you look at the last five-game average, which is probably the more recent form he's in, his last five-game average is 71 compared mm. to Murray's. I'll take out Murray's. I'll give Murray a bit of extra points. I'll take out that 49 he got after Origin. And if you add the other scores, it's 63. So he's got eight more points of difference just from those last five-game averages. So I think Damon Cook's I, I don't think he needs to get rested for the season. Murray's still got the potential of not getting 80 minutes. He, he gets his points from 60, 60, to, you know, 60 to 70 minutes, but I think Cook's probably the better play there. Um, that's what I'm thinking. For 108K uh, K more expensive, let's just say they max out the same price. That's 48 potential more points that you're going to get from Cook than you will Murray if they are both average 63 or 71. So would you pay $108,000 if you knew that you were going to get 48 extra extra points for the end of the season? Yeah, that's, that's a quick, good question, right? Like, I don't think I would. I would no. spread that cash to somewhere else. Well, if you can get 48 points, then I guess that's that's the, the reason why you do it. But, yeah, you've got to try and find that. I'm only going to get that from Moses Embi. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to play him first, mate. <laughs> exactly right. If I'm playing him, I'm, I'm in massive trouble here. But yeah, in I, dire straits. I think I'm going to go Cam Murray. Uh, well, I don't think I've got a choice for the money side of things. <laughs> but, 
But I just, yeah, I like both of them. I don't think you can go wrong with either. Mm. Unfortunately, it does mean that I have to keep Reed Marnie, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it is what it is and we'll carry Bounce him. back factor, bro. <laughs> Bounce back factor. Might have to. Now, boys, let's talk a little bit about cashies. There's a couple on our minds. I did mention Moses Mbai. And now, what's probably like about him, Jakey, is the fact that Few injuries have gone his way. They're talking about Cody Ramsey being a minimum two weeks out. We've got Moses Suley who's gone for the for the year. So we're looking at Moses floating between that fullback and centre role. Now, very similar to when I recommended kind of Will Kennedy. This is not for you to play him every week, but when you're cashing someone down to two hundred and twenty two K to get into other guns, it's a pretty good idea in my, my regard. Yeah, I think that's you snap it right on the head there, that dual position and he's also pretty much basement price. So you're getting the maximum amount of cash as possible um, to use somewhere else in your squad. Um, but yeah, that's the same same as you said. You probably don't want to play him in your 17. Um, just sit him in your 21st, 20th man sort of spot. And if you get a winger fullback or a center, just cop that one week injury, something like that. You can just put, slot him in there for one week and see how he goes. But Definitely wouldn't want to be playing instead. Make sure you're using that cash somewhere else. Uh, there is some better cash out options and a little bit more uh, expensive than him. Yeah, Jackie, Jojo Fafita. Now, he's 300K. He's got a break even of negative four, which I guess at this stage of the season doesn't really matter. But he's been pretty impressive for a team. Where, like, he's playing in a team that's coming second last, but scored a 50 and 36. Crashed over for a try on the weekend, and it looks like they're going to be putting a little bit of effort into this guy for next year, but what have you made of him? Yeah, he's not too bad. What, averaging 43 now, um, playing on the wing. Um, obviously, he is at 300K, so he's an extra 78,000 more than Mbai. So if money's not an issue and you want someone who's a little bit better uh, scorer for that winger fullback uh, depth in your squad, I'd, I'd like to jump on him. He, lo- he looks the goods. He passes the eye test. And um, he's still got plenty of money to make, even though it's not uh, probably as relevant this time of year. But he, look, he looks a goal to me. Yeah, I, I, I think these two are the, the choices of the cash. I just think Moses Mbai would be my preference because of the price. But like Jakey said, if, if you've got the money and you're looking for a little bit of better scorer, a little bit of job security down the track and a scoring security, I think maybe Jojo might be your man there. But Andy, let's move on to, there's a few wing fullbacks out. Kalen Ponga, aka Corbs. Ramsey, he's out as well. So that's 461 and 453K. While she returns at 504K, but realistically, given the scenario with him, he's probably a trade-out as well. Now, the three guys I had in my mind is the cash down to Mbai, and then I thought about Latrell and Dewey. But have you had a little look at Valentine Holmes, Andy? I did, and what's his price at? He's at 609K. He's someone that's really interesting me. Before, I've got a bit of a spill on him, but who would you replace Ponga with? Uh, well, if you, like I'm saying, I'm only sort of going if you've got no if you've got no money in the bank you know, and you've got Ponga at uh, what is he at? Sorry, four sixty one. Four sixty one. So even below that, you're not really you haven't really got much options. So, yeah, Xavier Savage has sort of been not really hasn't really hit the lights out. He sort of he had a good couple of games, but he's just going down from from there. You got Matty Moylan below that, and then the only other option is Paul Momorowski, who's probably okay on the bench, but. Would you, if you had like a, if you had an extra fifteen k, I could even go. I, I couldn't go wrong with a Suwali. He's absolutely killing it, and with the Roosters against Manly this week, he could actually score another hat trick. So I, I think Suwali could be a good option there. Or could you even go a poor form Gutho and, and pray for a, for a bounce back factor? No, <laughs> no, you just can't go there. 
I just no, think, look, I, I think I think Pong is Pong is gone for that. If you can definitely cash up because there's not many options around that price. If you can cash up and like you said, um, Valentine Holmes, mate. Even I'm thinking about considering getting him. He's he's been absolutely cracking. He's he's doing that turbo role from Origin. He's that roaming centre where he's just coming in. And play, uh, ball playing. Yeah, I think it's it's big balls play. Like it's going to be a pod play because literally no one in the top five thousand owns him. But Val Hone six hundred nine k break even at fourteen. Now his last three, he's got an average of sixty four, coming from sixty six, fifty, and seventy six. Now his offloads were big in those games. He had two, four, and four, so he's averaging what three and a half offloads a game. But this guy is a quality player, and I just think the draw with the Cowboys, the Dragons. They've got Bulldogs, Roosters, Warriors, Rabbitohs, and then Penrith in the last game where I think Penrith were going to rest a hell of a lot of players. He's kicking goals, finding the try lines. He's got really nice hands for Tuolagi outside him. And uh, his run metres are just through the roof at the moment, nearly averaging 200 metres a game. His base is really, really impressive at the moment. And at 609k for a dual wing fullback centre, if you have the balls and you really want to make a big play, now, I think Val- Valentine Holmes is your man, but, Jakey, you're our resident Cowboy expert. You would have been watching him very closely, man. His form since Origin 3 has been on the up, man. Yeah, he's been really good. I'm not sure if I could still do it in fantasy, though. Like, just looking back at his early games in the season, like, his role really hasn't changed. Like, he's round one, he's got a 13, then a 35 in round two, a 14 in round four. I, I He scored three tries in the last three weeks. And before that, he only scored four tries in what was that, about 11 or 12 games. So I, I think it's probably just a bit of a hot streak at the moment. It may continue or it may not. Um, but I think there's still – I'd still prefer like your Burtons and Akins and play it safe over him. But you know what? If you, if you think they're going to go on a big run, Cowboys coming in first, if you reckon Penrith's going to drop a few games. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. It. Oh, yeah, I, I still couldn't do it myself, personally. You know what, Jakey? Cowboy, I know that they didn't play that well on Sunday, but last kind of month and a half, they've been very, very good. Like, they're a better team than they were in that first... Like, for God's sake, they lost to the Bulldogs in the first game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they are a lot better team. And that's the main thing you picked up there. His offloads have picked up and his tackle breaking has picked up a lot as well. So, I, and that's where a lot of these points are coming from this year, from those four-point offloads. So, he is worth a punt if you, if you want to take something, a player that's pretty risky. But, yeah, just just be aware that he can have a low game here and there. Yeah, I think if you're in the top 1,000, I wouldn't be doing it. But if you're sitting somewhere between that 1,500 and 3,000 mark and you want... Just a standout little pod play that might pull off, but you're not too concerned if you lose a few ranks. I think Val Holmes might be your man. But, Jake, let's move to Nat Butcher because, you know, we talk about underpriced, and I want to put him in nearly a gun category because when he starts, he really, really scores well, but he's only 541K, so I'm seriously considering him, man. Yeah, same here. He's probably the option I'm looking at this week because I need to trade out RFM for someone in that sort of similar price range. Um, he does average around that 51 points when he starts at second row. Um, and I, I can't see that change now. In the past, he's always had you know Tupanua, Orbison, all these other second rows in that Roosters squad that can take minutes off him. But mm. with Tupanua doing his ACL, I think he's got that spot pretty much locked down for himself. And you say that as well, coming up against is it Manly this week? Uh, oh, yeah, Manly against yeah. Roosters, yep. yep. Yeah, so, you know, two tries this week, you might, you might see. So, I... I think this is the week to get him as well. So, just got that 80-minute spot back. 
in for a good attacking game. I I can't see why not. It's one of those things. He's got an edge average of 50, and then uh, pretty much across edge and lock over the last few games, I think it was six games I had, he had a 55 average from six, 76 minutes. Great price. Team competing in the eight. His base is great, and he's, he's got a low error rate. I just think if you want to cash down to get another player up, I think he might score between that 50, that 50 and 55 and just lock you that, that nice little dual player down the track. Andy, you had a lot of success with him over that kind of origin period when you brought him in for the first time, didn't you? Yeah, I'm spewing. I, I sold him. But it, it's like I said, he, he made his cash and I, he ho- hopefully um, got me up to Corbett's level, so, which is good. So, uh, look, he'd be a cracking option, actually. Like, like you said, he gets that 80 spot. Hopefully he gets 80 minutes because he didn't play 80 on the weekend, but I think uh, yeah, that sure HIA. Get... Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, and he still scored fifty six from that. So I think uh, I think that Butch is a cracking spot. Now, Andy, let's move to this is like the Cowboys show. Ruben Cotter. <laughs> now he's back Why not on for Jake. Eh? Yeah, for Jakey's <laughs> debut. Now Ruben Cotter's back on extended. I'm, I'm expecting him to play, considering how much rehab he's done. He's looking pretty good in the gym from the videos I've seen. But seven hundred fifty eight k. I loved him at the start of the season. But NRL physio he put a bit of a post out, and he was speaking about the higher injury rate. It's especially in that it's quite high in that first two weeks, considering the grade that he did. High injury risk rate of ten percent. So he did before he actually got injured. Last five game average of sixty three from sixty eight minutes. But I think those minutes are going to dry up a little bit. I think so. With Tamalolo sort of playing a little bit better, I think the whole team is not reliant on him. I think Cotter come in and he actually lifted everyone. But you never know; he could eventually could come back into form. But when when he's when he's that pricey, I don't think you can pick him up from now. Like if you want to save a trade, maybe, and if you want to keep Barnett, and then Cotter comes down to Barnett price, and Barnett to Cotter when he's getting back into form, that could be a, a cracking trade. But yeah, I think for now he's just too pricey. Yeah, way too. Even though his his stats were unbelievable. Yeah, I, still, I can still vision that mullet flowing in the air in my dreams. Oh, mate, it was oh, my fantasy dreams. But Lolo's actually, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that. In the last three games, Lolo's only played 58, 56, and 59 minutes. So I think it's, I think Todd Payton's starting to prepare him for the end of the season because I don't think he's going to be playing over 60 minutes in the back end of the season. Too many mouths to feed. And I think Lolo plays really good in those high 50 minutes. But, Jakey, let's move on to Joey Manu. This is a little bit of advice, I think, maybe for Andy because Andy's been holding him. He had a cracker of a trade during the origin period. He's probably made a couple hundred grand. He's at 778K now, moves back to the centre. But what's your thoughts on him? Is he getting to that kind of sell territory? No, I don't think so. Um, as you said, he, he, moving back to centre, he does have a season average there of 44 when playing at centre. Um, but at the moment, he's priced around that 60 mark. So I, I wouldn't consider him a buy, but if you still own him, he's definitely a hold. Like 44 average, worst, I guess that's the probably worst case scenario as, as, as a centre is still a keeper, right? But you also, this season, uh, in the last few games, when he's played at centre, he's done pretty well. And Roosters are coming back into form as well with Sam Walker back to halfback and uh, Kiri moving back to 5'8". They're, trying, they're sort of getting their attack back together and they don't look as clunky as what they were in the start of the season. So you might see Manu getting a fair bit more ball and see him you know, roaming around a bit as well. So I think he's definitely a hold. But if you don't have him already, 
oh, probably better options than him. Yeah, I think with a break even at 26, you've got a perfect opportunity to have a look. You might even get two weeks out of it because realistically, I don't think you should sell in a week where they're playing Manly's reserve grade team, that's for sure. But I would definitely consider it with the Sharkies having the draw they have. If you don't see a huge scores from him and you've got the trades, I'll definitely consider Ramian and Siffer. One of those two, once they hit that run against the Dragons, I wouldn't bring it in this week. But, boys, let's talk, Andy, let's talk Mitch Barnett because there's plenty of people holding on to him. But as Jakey said during the news part, he's been named on an edge, but it is kind of getting a little bit dicey and where they're playing. What's your thoughts on this one? Are we holding him or are we selling him straight out? Oh, look, if he not got named on the edge, he's probably going to sell. But the fact that they've got man in the reserves and Brody, Brody Jones there on the, like, starting... I think Barnett's probably a, a hold for now. Especially, look, we're just hoping that he does what we expect him to do when we picked him up. You know, it was him or Frizz, and Frizz has sort of been on a with a rib injury, hasn't been scoring that well. So Barnett actually hit a good score out last week. He got 43 from 80 minutes, but he got 80 minutes, which is a good sign. So I think you can definitely hold him um, <clears throat> unless he, you're going to use him for someone else to bring in someone who can actually score better. But I think if you don't need to, with four trades only, if you're going to go big slinging, I think he's not not urgent sell, I don't think. Yeah, I think you can hold him a week or two. Just see, I don't think they're going to perform with Ponga. My only concern is they're going to drop away and then he starts experimenting. That's my only issue that I think might happen. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like It could be the, the merry-go-round of the edges again. Fitzgibbon could come back in and who knows. Boys, let's talk about clubs to avoid on the run home. Now, Jake, the guys I had in there was... Penrith for sure. I'm really concerned now. Just having a look at the draw. Like, the last round against the season, uh, Cowboys are going to be fighting for a top four place. Penrith literally already secured the top four place. Why would you send your entire team to a road trip up to Townsville when you've got a semi-final the following week? You, you could be playing the Cowboys again. Yeah, I think you're going to see in that round 25, uh, both those sides rest their players. They both look like they've probably secured that top two now. So um, unless there's, you know, one or two wins in it and they have to secure a home semifinal, um, you may see the Cowboys play a few more. But I think Penrith's definitely going to rest pretty much their entire side. Um, similarly, with those other top four sides, um, it's pretty jam-packed at the moment. Sharks, Broncos, Storm, Rabbits, Eels, they're all within one win of each other. So they might be still fighting it out for that top four, four spot. So, you know... Making the top four is a huge advantage because you get that second week if you lose mm. a game. So I don't think they'll be resting if they're on the brink of losing the top uh, top four. But yeah, uh, definitely the Penrith. That's probably the only one I'm probably certain on at this stage. Yeah, Andy, on the way home, Warriors and Tigers, they're probably the ones that worry me a little bit about experimenting the most, I think. Guess ladder position, Warriors losing a chunk of players for next year as well. I just worry about those two. I don't mind about like kind of Tohu and Aiken, but apart from that, across both teams, and probably Joe O for the Tigers, apart from that, there's not a lot of job security in both of those teams. Nah, I think you're right there, especially with with the Warriors. Tigers probably worry more than the Warriors, like with the Tigers, with Benji coming to coach, and they still got a fa- they still have a fair few youngsters where they can play around with, you know. So well, that sounds a bit weird. <laughs> don't, don't play around with youngsters, <laughs> young players, young and up and coming players. Uh, I think the Tigers probably worry more, but then again, who are you picking up from the Tigers? You know, you, you want your like you said, your Joe, your defensive players, or the players who're going to get kick meters, like one of your halves. But you yeah, don't go punch. On, don't go chasing like Dane Laurie's points. That's all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> and also, 
to a testament with the Penrith Wrestlings and stuff like that, that's also why you need to have well, I'm actually thinking I might just go back to two trades because, geez, you don't you want to have at least one or two trades in that round 25. If, if Cleary isn't named, you want to get him out because you want to use that cash somewhere. So I think I've actually just talked myself into being conservative. Well, you're right, man. It's nearly a million bucks that you could be sitting on the sideline. You get a massive advantage by using it. That is for sure. Let's talk about captains on the run home, boys, because there's two obvious, Cleary, Hines. But I think we saw in the Sharks game where... Hines actually outscored Cleary. Now, the Sharks draw on the run home. Rabbitohs, Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle. Benriff is a lot different. They've got Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne, Rabbitohs, New Zealand, and the Cows. Andy, I know that you're a, you love Cleary, but you must be thinking, comparing those two draws, there's going to be a few weeks there that you might switch over to Nico. Uh, look, I'd want to. Look, I, I think Louis Luai, out of the team, probably makes Cleary more dominant, I'd say. Like, he sort of has to go in there and, you know, they still want to assert their dominance on the, on the squad. I still think they're going to try and put a, a score on players. And if you look at Cleary's upcoming matches, you know, Eels, he averages 57, Raiders 59. Albeit, this is obviously with the uh, minus kicks and the decreased points from the last couple of seasons. But mm. Storm 55, Rabideau 67, Warriors 71, and Cowboys 76. So he can still put it against a good team. So he can still put a good score up. So I'm still going with Old Faithful. I still think he's he's only a couple of points behind in average, and I think he re- reclaims his throne of the best fancy half in the game. Jackie, I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to do round by round, and I'm going to say who you're picking. This week, Rabideau's for Kynes versus Cleary Parramatta. Who are you captaining? I, I, I'm going to just say Cleary for all of them. <laughs> I'm going to play pretty boring. I'm going to do Cleary for all of them. <laughs> you can answer the question. Jesus, but you're going to make I do me have, I do have a sneaky one for you. Yeah. Um, out of, not only out of those two, though, if, you, if you're in Damien Cook, so he's currently averaging 67. But have a look. Next week, he plays against the Warriors, right? And his last three-round average is 91 against him. His last three scores have been 70. 101 and 103 against him. Wow, that's sneaky. So if you have a if you have a Damien Cook, that's probably the only one I'd in that run home. I'd probably be looking to jump off. I'm pretty solid with my Cleary, but when someone's averaging 91 against a team, that's probably the only time I'd sort of jump off a Cleary. You guys just changed good, the trade good, from good Cleary to Cook. <laughs> See, Andy, this is why we brought him in this week. The observations are just fantastic. But I reckon just having a look between these two, I would go Hines St George versus Penrith Canberra. I'll take him definitely against the Tigers versus Penrith Melbourne. Manly Rabbitohs, I'll probably go back to Cleary on that one. Canterbury versus New Zealand, that's a 50-50. And then last round, we don't expect Cleary to play anyway. So New, Newcastle, I think we're going to need Nico Hines there for sure. But let's go. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to have all your questions very shortly. We're going to have captains. We've done that. Narratives. Oh, the narratives. I'm going to bring that up very, very shortly. Now, thank you to everyone leaving reviews on Spotify and Apple. And if you haven't yet, we would definitely appreciate one. Now, comp leaders, Talking League Cup and the Road to the Ring is led by Will Innes. He's leading again. He's leading the whole comp for NRL Fantasy, 17,123 points. Now, the guessing comps, I might take a little break on it. I did a few different ones last week. Now, uh, we had Ryan CB, who is a regular listener, won both comps, Andy, last week. He t- picked the right score on the game day squad 
and the Rugby League merch. I gave a, a few more merch vouchers last week. Also winning last week was Caleb, Ron O'Kea, and Marcus Dempsey. So congratulations to those guys. I'll have a little break this week, but we'll bring out some more NFT playing cards and some free merch again next week. Now, boys, before we get to the audience questions, why don't we warm up a little bit with some more narratives? Now, Ooh, yes. Actually, before I start, did you have narratives, boys? Before, I think Jake was saying that he had like some cracker. This better be good, Jake. <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a cracker, but this is why it's narrative because I don't actually have any many stats to back it up. But looking, you were saying before about that Sharks, good run home. So they play one top eight team out of the remaining six. And I'm currently seeing with J- Jesse Ramian. So this is one I'm sort of willing into existence. I think my narrative is going to be that Jesse Ramian is going to be the highest averaging centre from this moment onwards. Ooh. So you look at his, comp- his competition from this round onwards. Burton's got a few top eight sides. They've got the Cowboys, Eels and the Sharks. And Aitken's got the Storm, the Rabbits, Cowboys and Penrith. And the other one probably to note is also Joey Mano, who's moved back to centres. So I think Ramian's aligned to have the highest amount of points from this round onwards for that centre position. I don't like. I don't mind it. I've got him, so I'll definitely pay that one. Andy, did you have a narrative before I get stuck in? Oh, it was more or less a, just a meanie narrative. So my narrative is just Storm to come back from um, a bit of a slump and then to go back into a run and sort of uh, certainly a sort of dominance in top four. I think they'll come back. They have to. It's just Storm. We keep sort of, we we can't keep seeing him do this. So I think meanie to be a fifty-five plus average. For the rest of the season. <laughs> I love it. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say a narrative this week is Parramatta to beat Penrith on Friday night. And Andy will be back at Ticket Tech buying another few more tickets for the grand final come Saturday. <laughs> now, let's go to the punters. Rich Martin, narrative. Snake Corby to land his next three snakes takes. No? Don't mind it? All right, narrative. Kai Spence, narrative. A Melbourne Storm to get pumped by the Warriors in the first half. Players refused to take the field after Bellamy's halftime spray. Matty Williams, here's a narrative. King of the eyeliner dons the purple for the remainder of the season and wins the Dalian. I like that one too. Now, one of our friends of Matthew Lippiat Sidman, if the Pride Jersey boycott seven don't play, chooks to put a 50 banger on the Manly Seagulls. It's funny, I try to get as much money as possible on them and they suspended betting. Can't oh, really? That. Yeah, <laughs> hard. Well, when you've got a bloke called Smalley playing for you, I don't know how you can go. Yeah, they're in a massive trouble. Now, Thomas Churia Vigo. Oh, sorry, these are questions. Sorry, that are my narratives for the week. Oh, I've got one more from Jaden Cottle. It was his one. Ricky Stewart plays musical chairs with his Ford pack this week. Go on this week to lose to the woeful Titans, and in anger does his hemi. Did you see his carry-on on the weekend when he got injured? I missed it. No, I heard he done his uh, calf muscle or something. He, yeah, carrying on. He did his calf. It was <laughs> it was pretty nice to see. But let's go to the audience questions. Jakey, you want to take this away, please, mate? No worries. So I got one with for Andy here from Ben Lavoy. Uh, RM to butcher this week. So I'm assuming he means Egan because, like, obviously you're going to need a bit more cash to go from RM to Nat. That's Egan- only a little bit more expensive than him. <laughs> Because Egan was was a four eighty four and Nat Butcher was like five forty, so needed this yeah. extra sixty k. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, if that's if it's RFM to Nat Butcher, then shut the gates. Oh, that's a cracking um, trade, especially you got who it was a potential RFM was going to be a potential starting on the edge, but that rib injury, you know, we've seen it 
knock out and rule out Madison for a couple of the games. So, yeah, it is a pain tolerance thing, but just the only unlucky bloke just gets hit with injuries. So I think it's a good trade for Butcher. Talk about Aiken Butcher. He, he's a good player, isn't he? He scored a 60 last week, but he's been getting some decent high 30 minutes. Like, he's someone at Blackport for sure. I, to- I talked about him in the preseason. Obviously, he was injured to the majority of this season, but definitely someone to keep an eye on. He's, he's a real ball player. Cool. We'll move on to uh, Kai Spence, another rocky boy. Uh, this one's for TK. Haas versus Cotter. Yeah, I just think there's too much high risk with Cotter. I think he'll come back to a 60-minute roll. Still have some some good scores, but I just think with Haas, Jake, Jake put put on the head. PPM just huge. He's got that 60-65 minute roll moving forward. Looks fresh now as well. At his price of 700k, which is less than Cotter, just lock him in, man. He's set and forget. I don't think this is even worth a debate. Haas all day. Cool. One for Andy from Ryan CB. Uh, hold Barnett, if he's named on the edge this week, and just go May to Haas, or flick Barney regardless and go Barnett and May slash Cooler to Haas and Butcher. I think I think Cooler not playing um, and Barnett sort of merry-go-round on the edge probably locks it down to be the Haas-Butcher trade. I think that's, that's quality. If you can go Barnett and Cooler, although like, you know, Barnett is playing on the edge, but Barnett and Cooler to Haas and Butcher, I think that's a cracking trade. Sweet as. So you got Nathan Affleck. Uh, this is for TK. Uh, Moses Embi, the ultimate end of season cash cow to get me upgrades elsewhere and to outscore Talakai in the centres. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding yourself. Now, don't get too far out of yourself, Nathan. Now, he's a great cash down given all the injuries he's going to play, but don't expect more than kind of that range of 25 to 35. With Talakai, with that draw ahead, Coming up next week, Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Knights. I think he might just start heating up again. If you've got the trade, Dalakai is actually someone I'd rather be thinking about. Moses Embi is just a cash down. So just be careful with that one, Nath. I reckon one of your narratives got slipped into the questions because that's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, we got one here from Andrew Byton. It's for Andy. Uh, do you buy Harson for feeder before their price gets away? or hold trades for injury uh, in the final round? Yeah, again, two weeks ago, I was I was off fair feeder. And uh, look, even last week, I, I remember TK was yelling at the screen again. He wasn't doing nothing for seven minutes, and then he scored he scored one try and ended up on 63 or something. So uh, although I sort of don't like his effort levels, I think it'd be hard not to sort of purchase him, especially when he's just cheap. But, uh, yeah, I think it's if, – if you're going to make moves, you're going to have to try and make some moves somewhere. So I think you've got to buy them. Hassan Fafita is the equivalent of someone, like, trying to sell you a Ferrari for hundred grand. Like, you just know you've got to do it. They're just underpriced. They're just quality. Absolutely. It probably also depends as well on who you're actually training out for them as well. So just look for that five or ten point extra yeah. points in average for them as well. Uh, Mike Patterson here. This one's for TK. Uh, definitely bringing in Haas. Who do I sell out of Moses or McGuinness? McGuinness, just so much volatility. Now, Dalfinukin's at the judiciary as we speak. We'll see if we've got any news on that one. But just with Moses, I think we've all summed it up in pretty well in the last few weeks that if you've got him, he's always going to be a roller coaster. He doesn't score many 50s. He's either 30 or 70. But the thing is, the Eels are going to really rely on him on the way home. So I probably would say keep Moses and punt McInnes because of that. We just don't know week to week what he's going to be doing. Moses is going to be on the field for 80 minutes, so I'll keep him. Absolutely. Uh, Alex 
Klo, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, this one's for Andy. Uh, Marnie to Haas and run the gauntlet uh, with Grant. Uh, Fenua Brown is in emergencies. Or Barnett to Haas if at lock again. Oh, it's a tough one. Oh, I feel like I like running the gauntlet. You know, I like the chance of it, but I think with our discussion of of Barnett, um, you know, he's merry-go-round. I think Barnett's probably the sell here, and I'm hoping for a like you said with Bryce Cartwright coming on the bench there for Parramatta. I think Marnie might have, you know, he gets at eighty, and I feel like they they have to come back. Surely, surely, <laughs> surely, Barney just comes back and has a last little stick before he goes to the dogs. So yeah, Barnett. Oh, the case is nearly... So it's 7.46 here in Sydney and the panel have finished their deliberation and they've recalled Dalphin Nuke into the hearing room. So we should give some news shortly. Mm, yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, Maxi Brown, this one's for TK. I got, a tra- I got trade happy, but without that happy feeling, uh, happy meal feeling, uh, thir- <laughs> 13th odd time posting. Top 1,000, uh, 5.74 throwing the Hail Mary with four trades left, 293K in the bank. Uh, he's got Ramsey to Teddy, uh, Lolo or King to Butcher. Um, I guess start with that question first. Yeah, I would pair Teddy and Butcher. I just think on the run home, they're going to be very, very valuable playing together for the Roosters. Teddy does like to float on that right edge as well. So I think that'll be. A, it's a very favorable pairing there. Now, the next part of that? Yeah, the next part was, uh, would Waddell suspension favor King? Uh, Cotter back means Lolo won't be viable as an pod. So probably two questions there as well. And saving the last two trades for finals playing head-to-head. We're going to find out shortly because I think Waddell straight after Dale Finuc. And at the time when this guy saw this question, you'd think it would be RFM. But unfortunately now he's out as well. So it's probably going to favour guys like, you know, Josh Jackson for starters for sure. And then we've seen Jackson Torpen. He, he's getting a bit of a start. He hasn't had a start all year. And then TPJ, he's, you know, on the bench. So you'd expect a few minutes through there. So I guess one of those things, we'll get, would all get suspended first. Unfortunately, RFM's out. So probably TPJ and JJ would be my two number one picks there. And the next part of that question, Jake? Uh, I think that, that was all it. Sorry, mate. Saving the last two trades for, oh, the, oh, the Cotter bit. Yeah, Cotter back means Lolo won't be viable as a pod. He definitely might be viable, but I still think he'll score those high 40s, maybe break through some 50s. So just stay patient there. You're doing a really, really good job. So, yeah, I don't think you need to make too many trades, especially with your head-to-head. Just try to get a nice 17 without making too many trades there. Sweet as. Another one for you, TK. Uh, Thomas Taria Vigo. Uh, Frizz dropped so much cash. Are we better off just holding? Uh, not a bad 17th man. Yeah, look... I've sold him out this week. The reason why is we've sometimes you've just got to cut your losses. He's last month, 21, 39, 42, 29, 39. He, as his coach said, he's getting needled up every week. So unfortunately, he's not the player and he's not 100% fit. So I just think cut your losses. No Newcastle, no Ponga, no Newcastle, I feel. So get away from them. So you sell him out, please, Thomas. Absolutely. I think that news also uh, is good for RFM as well because – uh, he's got that rib injury as well, so very similar to Fridge. So he's got a problem on that cell list as well. Uh, Damo Lenahan, this for Andy. Uh, Tamolo to Nat Butcher because he can't seem to get out of the 40s and Cotter is due back as well. That's the first part of the question. Yeah, well, it's on first. I think that's it's an easy one. Uh, yeah, I think we've all talked up how good Nat Butcher is. 
come back on an edge, scored a monster, even though he only played 56 minutes or 64 minutes last week. So I think he's as he's a cracking boy. He's done it before and he can do it again for us this season. Hey, boys, breaking news. Dale Finucane, guilty, misses three matches. So save McInnes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't trade either of them. Just save yeah, them both. True, Just change true. both of them, yeah. Absolutely, that's huge news. Um, and that also, any of that second part of that question is also, uh, is Elliot Tamari an upgrade or is that sideways? He's got 116K in the bank uh, before trades. It is definitely an upgrade. Um, <laughs> although the, the scores are very similar, it's Ricky Stewart. You know, you never know if Elliot could end up playing fullback. You don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, I think if you got the chance to get Elliot Tamari in your team, I think that's a cracking upgrade. So he does. Uh, Kane Schwartz, this is for Andy as well. Uh, I've got Garrick, Trell, Hines, Teddy, and Dewey. Do I sell Garrick to Haas or use Elliot to Haas? His narrative is uh, Dewey to bounce back to score <laughs> 70 and beat the Broncos by a field goal. <laughs> and then for uh, the Broncos to kick off and then there'd be a... Sh- <laughs> 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 look, uh, look I, I really think that everyone's overselling Haas being back. I don't think he's back back. You know, he got 65 minutes, yes, but he still he got nine tackle breaks compared to his average of three for the season, and he, he did score a try. So uh, I know if you want to get Elliot to Hass to save a bit of cash, I guess so. But I don't I, I don't think he's the Hass of old. I, don't, may, I might be the only one, but I think everyone's sort of getting really really high and inflated off his nine nine tackle breaks and and uh, try that he scored. So I, I wouldn't trade any of them really. Um, but yeah, do what you will with Elliot. No worries. Uh, Brennan Manakia, this is for TK. Who to trade in between Cook and Burton? Mate, after that, positions? after that news on the Cook against the Warriors, like I think you'd be mad if, <laughs> if you don't get that 100 points. You know, Andy talked about kind of making up that 48 points. Maybe we might need to make more than that 48 up. After that 100, he might be making up 100 points. But just the finals run for the Bunnies, I think the importance of Cook to that team. I know that he's a little bit more expensive than Burden, but I think everyone's got Burden or Cook, not the same. So you're probably going to stand out a little bit more by having Damien Cook. He's the number one hooker in the game. And on the flip side, you know, Burden does struggle against a few of those top eight teams as well. So I think your safe bet there is to go Damien Cook on that one, Brendan. Brendan? So last one for Andy. This is from Jaden Clark. Savage to a green dot cash down. And Marnie to Murray. Look, is this a question? I think do it. (laughs) I think Savage is burning cash. You know, he started well. He's slowly doing a slow burn of cash where he's going to lose everything he's made. So might as well get the cash out now. Like Savage probably doesn't make his 17. If he does, then I'm lucky. But if you can go Marnie to Murray, then that's a massive upgrade. Sweet as. That's all the questions for this week. Perfect. Thank you for hosting that one, Jakey. Now, Andy, we're going to be doing buy, hold, sell, avoid with the professor and Mr. Kyle Lomas from tomorrow. Big show ahead. Yeah, it should be a cracking show again. We'll have a bit of fun. We're sort of trying to begin a little bit of yin and yang. It's, it's a nice little flow we got going on. So no, I think those two are really well. Yeah, I, I like um, the rapids, man. I, got, I do like the rapids. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get, we, we actually got um, got a couple of differentials. So this year, you know what? You want know one? Cook or Murray. That's going that's to be one of them. It might be your deciding factor if you can hear the professor try and sway you. Mate, I did like it when you were deciding. Like, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll, that's we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. It's only us three, so. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, the Q&A, they'll be back live on uh, Thursday, probably 6.15-ish. We mean me, 
Jay Warrior and Riley this week. So 6.15 Australian Eastern Daylight Sailing Time. We'll chuck a couple of hours on for the New Zealand. Snake will also join us for his bet of the week. Boys, let's finish off with some game day squads. Now I'm going to open up some packs. I'll share my screen with you so then you can see what I'm doing. But before we do that, Game Day Squad is the first fantasy sports platform in Australia that utilises blockchain technology and NFTs. You can register your team and open starter packs for free at www.gamedaysquad.com.au. Now, the comps are live, so come in and... Oh, do you have a pack as well, Andy? Oh, yeah. You open yours. We're good. You sure? How many packs have you got left did I give you? Uh, one left. Okay, you hold that one for next week. <laughs> now, boys, can you see my screen there? Uh, I can see it, yep. Yes. Okay, let's open some packs, eh? Okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's a nine on my boys. Who, who do we want? What happens uh, to my who, pack? Who, who, Wait, a bit of Val Holmes talks up? Talks, up your, talks up your narrative of if Val Holmes. Get, if we can go a, a Val Holmes and maybe a, um, a Nut Butcher. Start again. Sorry. I just got kicked out of my own screen. Let's go for some uh, rare. Spinning. spinning again. So, Val Holmes. Val Holmes. Oh, J- <laughs> Jakey Groundville <laughs> of all people. L- oh, no. Hey, was he dropped me. or was he um, injured? Yeah, he's Luke dropped. Garner. He's dropped. Oh, no. Oh, Katie oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> That he's got the Celtics. He's got a pack great pack. Heaven. You've got Jake Granville, Luke Garner, and Cody Ramsey. Well, oh. Look, you win some, you, you lose some, boys. Oh, well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Before we let Jakey leave, mate, big congrats ahead of Saturday's wedding. Have, have a ball, mate, and have a great time on your honeymoon, man. Thanks, mate. It should be pretty enjoyable. Keen to get back afterwards and jump straight back in. Hopefully, my, my rank's doing a little bit better. Yeah, you were speaking to your lawyer as well now that you own 50% of your wife's yep. fantasy team, As you mate. said, what's, what's hers is mine now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just get used to Jake's really low voice at the moment. It's going to be about 10 octanes higher when he comes back because all his balls be. Oh, God, Andy. Andy leaves it classy. But, mate, feel better and have a great show tomorrow. No, well done. No, good, good having you on, Jakey. No, I'm excited for you, mate. You just enjoy the day. Everyone says that. Everyone else is sort of looking after everyone else. Just enjoy yourself. Thanks. I'm sure it'll go fast pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, something will go fast. But- <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in. Like I said, buy, hold, sell, avoid with Andy, the professor, Jace, and Cole tomorrow. So tune in for more analysis or jump in the live Q&A if you want any last Minute questions on the Thursday. All right, team, thank you again for all the Spotify and Apple reviews. But for now, we will check you later. Catch up.